0: Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to another rendition of the Locksmith Podcast, so by about yours truly, John Bongiorno, um, Twitter at UFC underscore Locksmith, if you want the plays, hit me in the DMs on the weeks that are not free, aka the weeks I have a winning week, like last week, uh, calm 5 unit week, uh, car before that we actually had a really good week, I don't, I don't even remember how much it was, it was like 13 or something like that, uh, shit, I don't even know. I don't remember how much it was. Uh, let me look. It was... Uh, I don't know. I know we had a big week. Fuck. Oh, 8.11 units because Calvin Cater got robbed. And then Armand's and like That's how we lose our last bet last week. I swear, it's always the last leg with the gay judges that just fuck us over. And it's so gay. But it's whatever. Um, we move on to a huge pay-per-view card this weekend, UFC 276. Once again, sorry for not being active that much on the pod, but on the Twitter, I'm always active. Um, it's just really hard with work and everything, but I try. Um, but we move into our opening matchup of Jessica Rose Clark and uh, Julia Solarnianko. Um, I'm going to go with Jessica Rose Clark here. So it's, it's really tough because I, I think both girls suck, right? And <clears throat> I usually don't like betting on fights like this, but... Um, Stolarnianko has lost all three fights she's had in the UFC. Her most recent one was to Alexis Davis. Um, doesn't look good. Julia Villa does not look good. Yana Kuniskaya is an okay loss, but, like, still, she sucks. Um, she can get the fight to the mat. She's actually in good spots. But, the takedown defense, um, of Jessica Rose-Clark is getting better. Um, you know, I think she's fought better girls. She has a win over Jocelyn Edwards, which, like, kind of speaks to, I guess, somewhat of a, you know, I don't know. Uh, her last loss was to Stephanie Egger, I believe, by submission. I think we took Jessica. Yeah, we did take Jessica Rose-Clark. Uh, she lost to Jessica. I. It's an okay win, but you get the gist. Both of these girls suck. But I'm going to trust Jessica Rose-Clark to keep it on the feet, especially in women's MMA. I don't know. I think she's going to keep it on the feet here. Um, so I'll take her I'll lean Jessica Rose Clark at the minus 160 number uh, official play there Jessica Rose Clark by decision I believe that's plus 105 uh, moving on to the next fight Macy Barber versus Jessica I um, so Macy Barber is minus 310 and I don't think Macy Barber is very good like she lost to Miranda Maverick but she won the fight uh, she lost to Roxanne Ferry, Alexa Grasso. Um, you know, I guess beat Montana De La Rosa, okay, I don't know, I mean, beat Jillian Robertson, okay, but like, look at the girl Jessica eyes fought, uh, you know, I mean, she's getting fucking mauled, but she's fighting good girls, Shevchenko, Calvillo, Jojo Calder was a terrible loss, Jennifer is a okay loss, um, I'd say the value here is honestly on Jessica I, but I'm not touching this fight, um. Uh, but I do think that the value of the plus 250 number on Jessica I is not that bad. Considering I don't think Macy is the future as she proclaims she is, just like somebody else on this card, but I think he's very good. Um, Macy Barber kind of sucks. Jessica I also sucks. Women's MMA. Um, I'm using this one as a shit break, a piss break, whatever I need it to be. Um, I, I guess Jessica I is the value play here, but I don't know if she's going to win. I really don't care. So I guess Jessica I by decision, but. I don't care. Truthfully, I really don't give enough, give enough of a shit. Uh, next fight, Andre Munez, Uriah Hall. Munez coming in at a minus 340. I like the Munez side here. I like him by submission at a minus 110. Um. He's he's different, man. Like, at least with all what he did to Jacare, what he did to Eric Anders just last December. I remember watching that fight. I was like, oh, Shit. Um, he's damn good on the mat. If he gets it to the mat against Rye Hall, it's a wrap. Your Hall's gonna have to knock him out. Your Hall's thirty seven. He doesn't have the killer instinct. Um you know, look at the guys he's fought. Um, you know, lost to Costa by TKO, lost to Gaegard by TKO, but then beat Gaygard. Uh before that, you know, Gaegard avenges his loss. Uh Derek Brunson lost by K.O. Robert Whitaker lost. Uh, you know, then he beats like Christoph Jacko. Chris Wyman at the age of 50 and Wyman just broke his leg in a freak accident. Anderson Silva. When I could beat Anderson Silva, um, you know, beat like Thiago Santos and like Chris Liebman, but that was like a decade ago. I'm going to go with uh, Munez here by submission. Um, I just don't think your eye Hall has it anymore, guys. He got the shit beat out of him a year ago by Sean Strickland. Uh, he looked terrible. And I just think he's done. I, I truly do. I think Munez... Andre Munoz is thirty two compared to the thirty seven year old Uriah Hall. You know I, I've seen this one happen too many times. I like Munoz here. Uh, very chalky though. That's the problem. with the minus three forty, it's too chalky. All these cards just have so ch- it's just such chalky. You know fights, and I, if he was minus like two fifty, I'd really I throw it at a big parlay piece. But here I don't know. Um, I I can get it done a lot, but I don't know about the minus three fifty. You know price tag he's getting. Um, but that's just me. So yeah, the official play is Audrey Mooney's by submission. Uh, all right, to open up the prelims, du Duplessis. Excuse me, and Brad Tavares. Um, I'm going du Duplessis. What I saw him do in his last fight, um, against Trevor Giles, I believe that was. About a year ago. Yeah, it was. Wow. Um, that sold me. This guy's damn good. Um, Brad Tavares. Like I don't know, man. Like, he I feel like he's just so average and not good anymore like the Shabazian lost age like milk straight milk um I think dupliy puts him away like if Shabazian was able to put him away and I know Shabazian's a good striker, but if she Tavares if couldn't get Shabazian down like I, I, what are we saying here like he can't get duplissy down and duplissy could knock him the fuck out brat Tavares has been knocked out three times um He's inactive. Um, yeah, I, I like Jerkis Duplessis here. He was minus. He's one minus one fifty five now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I got him at minus one twenty. Um, I you know I guess I gave out a play. If you want to take it at minus one fifty five, be my guest now. But um, the value was there at minus one twenty, and the the line moved hard. Um, and I think that's for a reason. I like Duplessis here to get it done. He's bigger. He's you know, he's, he's got, he looks a little bit larger. Um, and he's better statistically everywhere than Brad Tavares is. So I want to go Duke Plessy here by uh, second round TKO. I'll go second round. Next matchup, we got Ian Gary versus Gary Green Ian Gary coming into the minus 175 price tag. And I think he's going to starch Gabe Green here. Um, he's five inches taller, but only an inch and a half reach advantage. Um, this fight's going to play on the feet. And I think this is going to go very similar to the fight Ian Gary had with Darian Weeks I think he gets it done by unanimous decision I think he's too rangy keeps him you know keeps it at at bay uh sorry my sister's testing me um I think he's gonna keep it at bay do what he knows how to do um you know Gabe Green fucked us last time we had Johan Leinness in that fight uh B. Philip Rowe Lost the rod I mean he's actually a pretty good fighter, Gay Green. I just I think Ian Gary's gonna keep it at range a little too much. Um and I think he's gonna get the job done here. Uh I, I like Ian Gary, I think he's pretty good. I was at his UFC debut, I was impressed. I was impressed with his last performance as well. Not as impressed, obviously, but um this is gonna be an interesting fight. Gay Green could could finish him, but I think Ian Gary's range. He's six three welterweight, you know, he moves really well. Um so that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Ian Gary by decision. I think Gabriel's going to give him his toughest test yet, but I don't think it's going to be quite enough. Um, and I think that next fight is where we're going to see Ian Gary really tested. So that's the official play Ian Gary by decision. All right, next we got a Legends matchup. Uh, Jim Miller coming in at minus 190 against Cowboy Cerrone. Um, guys, I don't know if Cowboy has it anymore. You know, all this shit with his fights getting rescheduled. He, uh, you know, I think he's done. I truly think he's done Um, I I don't know You know I'm looking at these stats And I'm like Bro he's done Like you look at the guys He's fought Don't get me wrong They're great But like Anthony Pettis You lose to. Anthony Pettis in 2020 Like Alex Morono You know Like the other guys Are good He's fought legends But like Jim Miller's not that bad For his age To be fair I mean he's old Almost positive. How old is Jim Miller? 30, 38. Um, Jersey boy. His last loss was to Joseph Lecky. He lost to Vince Michelle. Um, This is a tough fight. Like a lot, I see a lot of people coming in on Jim Miller. Um, I don't really want to take a side in this fight, but if I did have to, I'd say Jim Miller. And I say he get it done by submission in a brutal fight. Not brutal as like entertaining, brutal as in boring. Um, I just don't think this one's gonna play out the way people think it is. I think it's gonna be two old men who are too slow to keep up with each other. You're just not very good. Um, I think it's gonna be bad, bad mixed martial arts. If you want me to be completely honest with you, I just don't think that these guys are what they used to be. Um, so I'll say Jim Miller by decision or somebody by decision. I actually don't think this fight gets finished. A lot of people do. I, I don't. I don't see that happening. So that's my opinion. Uh, Jim Miller. I'd say decision. That's the official play, but like I said, you could hear it the way I'm saying it. I don't love it. Next we got uh, Brad Riddell and Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner six foot three, 155 pounds. He's fucking gigantic. Uh, <laughs> Brad Riddell. See, when you watch Brad Riddell fight, right? He lost to Fiziev by spinning wheel kick KO, but he shoots. He gets hit a lot and then shoots. We saw that you know against uh, Jamie Ralarky. He just like, same with Mustafaev and. All of his fights, he seems like he gets hurt and then shoots for the legs. And against a guy like Jalen Turner, we saw Jalen Turner against Jalen Malarkey put him out. Out. He looked really good against Jamie Malarkey, a guy who was really hard to put out, a junkyard dog. And Jalen Turner did it in the second round. Um, the Medich win has aged really well. He lost to Mavreville, didn't age well. But the uh, Koulibau win aged really well. And I think this he's coming into his own. He's 27 years old. Um, you know, I think he's young. I think he's hungry. I think he's going to get this one done by first round TKO here. I don't think that Brad Riddell is going to be able to close that distance with, you know, a six-inch reach advantage on Jalen Turner's side. I think he's going to be able to sprawl those desperation shots like most lightweights can against a guy like Brad Riddell. I think he could sprawl out of the way of those and keep this fight standing and pick him apart wherever he wants to, and I think he's going to get the finish. And it's unfortunate because I do like Brad Riddell, but I don't see him beating Jalen Turner. Oh, I think Jalen Turner is really, really, really good. I think his hands are really fast. I think he's accurate. And you blend those two together, it's a very fun fighter to watch. Um, This is going to be his coming out party, I think. I think he's going to get a really, really, really big knockout for him. Uh, Put him in the rankings, and I think he's going to get a performance of the night as well. So I like the price tag on him at minus 150. I got him at minus 110. Like I said, if you guys aren't following me on Sunday and Monday, um, I don't know why, you know. I'd say I have the card on Monday, and then people don't DM me, and then... I give them the plays, but, you know, they're like, oh, how do you put two units on a minus 200 or whatever? And I'm like, uh, because I put two units on it when it was minus 135 days ago before the public started coming in. Like, you guys have to, like, DM me and give me a chance on Sunday when I tweet the play out, or when I tweet that I have the plays, you got to, you know, get on it quick um, because the odds do move, especially in the UFC throughout the week. So, um, you know, like I said, I got this play, you know, relatively early, so... Uh, you know, I guess the early bird gets the worm or whatever you want to say, but I like this play a lot. Jalen Turner at minus 150. Blight KO, I really like it as well. Official play, Jalen Turner, round one KO. All right, main card time, main card time. Sugar, Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz. Um, I can tell you guys right now I'm going with Sean O'Malley. So Pedro's been in there with everybody, right? Pedro's been in there with... Aljo, Dominic Cruz, Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar, Cody Nochin, Rob Font, everybody, a sun sal. But guys, the Sugar Show is fucking good. I don't know. Like, I think Sean's kind of good. I think his striking's gonna be too much for Pedro. I think Pedro's not gonna be Pedro's not be able to shoot. You know, seven inch reach advantage for Sean O'Malley, and we see like when he gets rolling and in, in that rhythm, and I think. Cheeto took him off that rhythm with the leg kicks, and Pedro, I think, is going to try to do that, but Sean has such a big reach advantage here that I think he's going to see those leg kicks, and I think that's Pedro's only way to win, unless he takes him down, but like I said, seven inches. It's hard to, you know, not sprawl out of that. Um, and that's where I think Sean O'Malley's going to succeed here. I think he's going to keep this fight on the feet, use that left hand, that left straight down the middle, um, and get a finish against the cage and against Pedro Munoz. Um, I'm going to say he gets done in the second round, too. I... I I know Sean couldn't put out Chris Matino, but like we saw what he did to Hylian and Paiva. And Kyler Phillips couldn't put out Hylian and Paiva. Like Haley and Paiva is very tough and durable. And, you know, O'Malley starched him. Eddie Wineland, maybe not the best, you know, chin, but put him out. Thomas Almeida, put him out. You know, Chris Mattino, that fight took the chin off of him. We saw that against his fight, Guido Canetti, when he got knocked down in the first round. I like O'Malley here. Uh, minus 300 is very pricey. So I would look to either take him by KO or use him as a parlay piece. Um, But I do like O'Malley here to get this job done. I think, you know, the next fight is going to be the one if he rematches Cheeto or faces Peter Yan, I think that's where I'm going to fade him. Uh, But yeah, for right now, against Pedro Munoz, I think this is going to be a perfect stepping stone for him. Munoz is getting kind of up there now. What is he, 35? Yeah. I'm taking him Sugar Show. And I don't even really like Sean O'Malley, but... I think he's gonna get this one done. It's gonna be a big win for him. Next up, ruthless Robbie Lawler, former champion, one of my favorite fighters to watch, uh, in his prime, versus Brian Barbarina. It pains me to do it, but uh, I think Brian Barbarina wins this. And my reasoning behind that is Lawler is way past his prime. He's forty years old. He got outstruck by Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. In September, that was the worst fight between two old men that I've ever seen and Nick Diaz outlanded him and Magni, or not Magni, Jesus Lawler did get the finish, but guys, like, come on, you can't get outstruck by Nick Diaz in 2022 or 2021 you know, and expect to hang in there with, you know, these guys who give wars It's I hate it because Robbie's been in so many wars just so many, and he's one of the best to do it, but like you can't be in there, you know with all these guys, and you know, the wars with Rory McDonald, and Condit, and Johnny Hendricks, and we saw when he got knocked out by T-Wood, it was like, shit, what happened? And then he beat Cowboy, and then lost four in a row. Granted, it's a good comp, but like, Magny's loss hasn't really aged well, Aspirin didn't age well, Covington aged well, Dos Anjos aged well, but like, I feel like those wars, you know, the, the map round fight they just take it out of you and I feel like he's been around for so long I just don't think the chin is there anymore um, you know I think this is going to be a really fun fight for how long it lasts but I do think Barbarina finds a second round finish and it pains me to do it because Barbarina was just in a war in March against Matt Brown and he lost to Jason Witt but Jason Witt had a bad style for him lost to Randy Brown Randy Brown's really good Luke a lost to Luque's really good lost to Leon lost to Colby like this guy's fought really good guys. Um, too. I think he finds a TKO finish, guys. I hate to do it because I just fade the the I fade the age of ruthless Robbie Lawler and I love Robbie Lawler. But I don't think he gets it done, and it pains me to say it. Huh. <sighs> but yeah, I wanna go Brian Barberina here. Um I just think the Lawler's a little too slow now. I think he's gonna retire after the fight. And he's a fucking legend, man. I love Robbie Lawler so much. And the things he's done for the sport. But I just don't see him getting this one done. Um, you know, I, I it sucks. It really sucks. But I, I just don't see Lawler getting it done. Um, I think Barbarina gets it done second round TKO. Alright. Featured bout of the evening. Alex Pereira versus Sean Strickland. So this fight is very dependent on one thing and one thing only. If Sean Strickland can get a takedown and hold Alex Pereira down, oh, excuse me, um, he will submit Alex Pereira. If Alex Pereira is working on his takedown defense like I think he is with Glover Teixeira at that gym in Danbury, Connecticut, now got will take a drink of water one second. Um, if he is working on that takedown defense with Glover, he could be a champion. Um, his kickboxing's really damn good. His left hook is something that I just, like, marvel at the power of, because he puts people out, like, really, really bad, um, unconscious, to the point where they look like rocks. Uh, and he's gonna do the same to Strickland here if Strickland cannot get this fight to the mat, and that's why it's so hard to predict this fight. Um, I think there's two ways you could play this. I think you could play it Sean Strickland by submission, or Alex Pereira by TKO. I don't see this one going the distance. I see... Either Alex Pereira knocking out Sean Strickland cold, or I see him gassing out, giving up takedowns and getting submitted. I think it goes one of two ways. I believe those are definitely both plus money plays that you could definitely take. Um you know, I, I think Alex Pereira has all the potential in the world to knock out Sean Strickland if he could stop a takedown. And people say, Oh, he didn't look good against Bruno Silva. I thought he looked fucking good against Bruno Silva. He broke his nose. He kept it on the feet, he broke his nose. Against Michaelades got taken down, second round, took two seconds from knock him out cold. You look at Sean Strickland's last few fights. There's um, Brendan Allen, he looked fantastic. Jack Hermanson he looked jack- like, fantastic but not according to Sal because he somehow gave that fight to Jack Romanson, but uh, against Uriah Hall he, he beat the shit out of him but he never uses wrestling and I know he's got it. I know for a fact he's got it but I don't know if he's going to he has to use it. If he, He's psycho. He's psycho. That's the problem. I don't know if he's going to use it but he has to. So I don't have an official play here, but I can give you those two plays, those two possible scenarios um, that I think one of them is definitely going to happen. So take that as you like it. I'm very interested to see how Pereira's takedown defense holds up against a guy like Sean Strickland who's a psycho. And if Strickland decides to stand, I really, really hope. It's not like a Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler type of knockout. Just make it, you know, I don't know. I don't like Strickland that much, but... I just want to see the guy walk out of the cage because what Prairie does to people is like literally scared. Like it doesn't matter if you're a psycho or not. He'll put your lights out. Um, and I can see that happening here with the check left hook. Uh, you know, chicken likes to stay in that range with the guard up and, and, you know, box. Box in tight, make it gritty and dirty. But if you do that and you overextend on the right hand. That left cross, or that left hook is coming right over the top of that right hand, and you are going to sleep, and you're not getting up anytime soon. So, I think that's a possibility, and I also said like before, if gets this fight to the mat, I think Gas is out, I think he gets choked out. So, that's the play, uh, either of those two. Take it as you want it, it's going to be a great fight, I can't wait. Now moving on to the fight I'm most looking forward to, the People's Main Event, Alexander, the Great Volkanovski, and Max Blessed Holloway. So no matter what anybody tells me, this trilogy is 1-1. Volkanovski did not win the second fight, objectively. Um, Holloway. Guys, I think Holloway's motivated. I really want Max to win, and I may be letting my personal bias get in the way here. I can see folk getting it done by decision. I can see Max getting it done by decision. I don't think anybody's getting finished here. Max's chin is way too good, way too durable, and... Max is more of a volume striker, and I don't think Volk is the type to crumble like a Pettis did against Volk, or a Pettis did against uh, Holloway or an Aldo did. I think Volk's too tough, uh, he's too durable, and I think he's going to last. Because the recovery he showed after being knocked down by Holloway in their second fight was crazy. And I don't think, I think Holloway hit him with his best stuff and still couldn't put him out. But I think Holloway gets this one done see and I say that and then I think you know a better play here would be take the fight to go to the decision um because I don't know how much Volkanovski I don't know you know how much he, I know how much he's improved but it's max bro I can't bet against max and I've, I've truthfully I'm doing it I am betting against max but just because of the value on the decision prop for Volk um but Do I feel confident in that play? Not necessarily. Do I feel confident in the fight going the distance? Yes. That's what I feel much more confident in. Um, Because you look at the styles of the two guys, Bokanasi going to chop that leg like he has, Max is going to volume strike, and I think it's going to be a fight that plays out. It's going to be a chess match, I think. And people are going to say, oh, it's boring. I don't think it's going to be boring. I think it's going to be a technical battle, and I think that somebody's going to get a split decision win, uh, you know, you already know Sal D'Amato and Chris Lee are going to come out with their best for this one. Um, so I'm going to go by somebody by split decision. Uh, you can probably get that prop somewhere, plus like 400, maybe even more. So that's what I'm going to go. Split decisions for somebody. Uh, I'm not going to give a play because I don't want to pick against my boy Max. But I also don't think Max is going to get the split decision. I don't know. All I'm going to say is a split decision for one of the two. I think it's going to be a great fight. And now moving on to the main event Israel, uh, the decision style bender, boring Adasanya versus Jared the Killer Girl really like at Cannonier. I really want Jared Cannonier to knock him out. I actually think Izzy gets a rare stoppage in this one for him. Um, like a super rare stoppage because he's boring now. He's just a leg kicker, throws maybe two or three punches around and. I was at his last fight in Houston. I spent $600 to go watch him leg kick Robert Whittaker. He knocked him down one time, and I don't even think he won the fight, but whatever. Um, Jerry Cannonier was on that card, too. Put up a much more entertaining performance against Derek Brunson, a guy who's hard to be entertaining. And Jerry Cannonier did it, but I don't think that he's going to be able to crack the code of Izzy striking. Izzy's going to keep him at range like he does to everybody else, like he did to Marvin Vittori, like he did to Derek Brunson when they fought, like he, you know, he does to everybody. Um, and I think it's going to be boring. I do. I think it's going to be another boring fight, but I think he gets a finish on Cannonier because Cannonier is going to grow impatient, I think. I think Cannonier is going to grow impatient. He's going to shoot, and I think he's going to get clipped with a knee. I think he's going to put him out with some ground and pound. Um, that's my That's my prediction. I think Israel Adesan is going to get a fourth or fifth round TKO. If not that, I think it goes to the distance, and Izzy gets a 50-45. I just don't see Cannonier closing that distance. Uh, and landing his power shots without getting, you know, t- kicked out the middle or just check leg kicked. Izzy's too too polished, just striking. And I don't think that Jerry Cananier has that striking to be able to keep up with Izzy. So I'm going to go with Izzy. I don't want to see him win, but I think he's going to by fourth round TKO, fifth round TKO, or a decision. Uh, you know, if he goes the distance, it's 100% Izzy. The the judges suck him off. The commission suck him off. Dana sucks him off. It's a it's a blowjob party uh, at the UFC Apex. There's really a lot of Sonny's in there, so he's gonna get the decision win, uh, or he gets a stoppage. I don't see Cannonier getting a stoppage. If he does, it's gonna be in the first round, and I don't see him getting clipped. He's way too com- uh, complete of a striker. Uh, we've seen that. You know, there's one thing is he is it's fucking impossible to to break down, and he's way too complicated on the feet. He attacks from too many angles. He makes you think about his knees, elbows, kicks, punches, the A plus and all those. And that's why people are so hesitant against him. And then Costa was not. Costa tried and got put out in the second round. So I'm gonna go with Israel Adesanya here. The last dial under keeps his belt. Um So yeah, that's the official play. Israel Adesanya by your Fourth round TKO, fifth round or decision. So I wanna thank you guys for listening. Um, I really hope you guys enjoy the card Saturday. If you can, watch it. It's going to be a really, really fun night of fights, uh, International Fight Week. And I think we're going to get some reveals on the broadcast of the next pay-per-view or the pay-per-view after, maybe Stipe John Jones. I don't know. They're going to do something big for International Fight Week. I can't wait, guys. Enjoy the card. If you're not a fan of mixed martial arts, just give this card a shot. Uh, You know, I I know pay-per-views suck to buy, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be a great night of fights. So once again, thank you guys. Enjoy the fights. Have a good Saturday. Have a good Fourth of July weekend. Thank you.